Good evening. Um, I have to confess that um, preparing for this message has been a true test for my patience. <laughs> and, um, and as you know, um, I'm going to do my best effort. Um, English is my second language, so sometimes I have problems trying to teach in Spanish, so just imagine how I'm feeling right now. Um, especially seeing everybody who has been in this pulpit for the last four weeks. I have no comparison with them. Um, I don't know all the terminology of, uh, of the words, and um, I definitely take in this uh, step of faith <laughs> that God is with us. So uh, the verses we're going to be looking at today is uh, James 5, uh, 7 through 8, and it reads like this, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer, farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. So, uh, as we know, all of us, I think, um, that the book of James uh, talks about how to live a practical Christian life. Um, sometimes we focus a lot on getting to know the word and getting to know all the terminology, all the theological, all the history, but sometimes we forget that it's very important as a Christian that we live the word, we practice the word. Um, as I say, um, this topic for me is uh, one of the hardest topics because I have my closest witness on my patient that is my wife and my kids, and they will tell you I'm not a patient man. Um, so to me, it's been kind of hard to put this message, message together because uh, I struggle writing in English, or I, I was trying to write it in Spanish and then translate it, but when you read it, it doesn't make any sense, so I hopefully <laughs> I can get to the point. And, um, but I think what these two texts are talking about is um, the what and the how and the why we need a patient. Uh, the what, it will be what type of a patience that we need. Um, sometimes we think that patience is just sit and wait. But this is not the type of a patience James is talking about in here. He's talking about um, a patience that is active, that he acts on it. And uh, as you can see, it's, it's very, very important how James chooses to compare the patience of a farmer. Uh, because this takes me back when I grew up with 
in my country with my father as a farmer. And um, to be a farmer is a really hard job. Uh, in here in America, you guys have all the fancy equipment that we don't have in our country. Uh, everything is hard labor. Um, if we have to plow the earth, we have to use a pair of mules. If we have to pull the weeds, we have to use a hoe. We don't use like a, a chemicals that also harm the, the, the land. So we do everything manually. So it's very, it's a very important that James is comparing our patients with the patients of the farmer. Um, so these type of a, a patient explain precisely the type of patients that we need. Uh, as I say, it's not about a passive patients. Um, sometimes, often we think like a patient is um, sit and do nothing, just wait for things to happen. And it's, it's, this is not the case. Um, uh, just think about um, how much work the farmer has to do on the land before he can put the seeds on it. Um, he has to um, uh, loosen the, the ground. Uh, he has to fertilize her. And also, he has to get to know the time when the rains are coming. So, um, because it's not just about plowing the land, fertilizing, and then put the seed. If the rains are not coming, you're not going to have nothing growing. So, um, so he prepared to, uh, to put the seeds on the first rain. So he knows uh, the perfect time to plant. He recognized the times. And, and then um, he doesn't go to sleep. Instead, uh, he has to be uh, aware of the weeds, and he has to pull them out. Uh, he has to protect the, the plant from uh, animals or birds that sometimes they eat it. And uh, he has he to protect from pests and disease. Uh, so just imagine uh, the, uh, um, that back in the day when James uh, is, is writing these, just imagine the type of agriculture they were doing. Uh, as I say, it was, it was an easy task. Um, there is no like a modern uh, agriculture that um, back then they didn't, they didn't have a tractor with air conditioning. Um, so this means uh, our patience is not going to be easy task. Sometimes it's going to be hard. So um, and back then they didn't have uh, any. Uh, motorizer, uh, motorized modern tools. Uh, like uh, right now, agriculture, it has become so much easier and more comfortable job. I mean, even back in my day when I was working, as I say, it was a really hard job. So just imagine how much the farmer had to work. And, um, and, and not only work the majority of the time, 
uh, all this is done with a lot of love. I remember to see my dad, uh, how, uh, how early he had to get up. And he was always waking up, waking up uh, us with love. He was like, come on, kids, we have to go to work. I already prepared some breakfast. So he was doing uh, his job with love. So, and that makes a big difference. Because um, just imagine doing something without love. It's hard. It's even harder. Uh, and, and we know that we love because he has loved us first. So, um, so when you do things with love and you always working hard, you eagerly wait for the precious fruit of the, of the, of the plant. And you will appreciate it more. So, well, if I just want you to take a, a little step farther, just imagine after all the work you have done as a farmer, the, um, the harvest is lost. So you work in vain. So I will ask you, if you were a farmer, will you do that again? Will you plant again? So, um, you remember that we mentioned the word love? Well, you think with love, it makes a big difference because the loss of the corpse does not discourage uh, a true farmer. Quite the contrary, the next season he will do the same thing again with a lot of love. And if, and as I was preparing for this, um, I told you already, uh, I remember back in my days when I was working with my dad, um, it was uh, a lot of work. So it's the same way that we have to work with our patients. Um, and um, back then, we didn't have uh, much time to fund. So we have to do it. We have to do this whether we like it or not, because that's all we we can do back then. So um, in the majority of the time with our patients, sometimes we have to do things that we don't like. And uh, that's the that's the um, hardest part of being being patient. So. Um, just think about this is the type of a patient that James is calling us to have through life. A patient that works, not as a passive patient that does, not, does nothing. He's calling for a patient that waits in the Lord, but also is looking for the Lord. A patient that endures through the trail, helping others to go, to go through their trails. A patient that removes the desires of the flesh and plays the will of God instead. A patient that steps forward to help the one in need. Uh, as we can read in, in verse uh, 13 on the same chapter, it says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let, let him pray. If, is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders 
of the church. Let them be, let them pray over him. As you can see, as you can see here, the clear example that we have to act on our patience. Uh, we don't read if someone is suffering. Well, wait until he feels better. He says, pray. Um, so we have to act on our patient. Um, as the farmer, uh, we have to recognize also the times to act upon our patient. So how do, how do we get that patience? If we continue reading in verse 8, he says, you also be patient and establish your hearts. What is, that, uh, what is that that even means? How do I establish my heart? In Hebrews 12, 2, reads, Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right, at the right hand of the throne of God. So, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. So, we have to place our eyes in Jesus. We have to place our faith in Jesus to, to, to get that patience. So, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. So God have already done everything for you. He had sent his son to live a perfect life, that life that you and I could not live. And after living a perfect life, he died at the cross for you to bear all the weight of our sin. On that cross, he suffered, he suffered the wrath of God, the wrath that we deserve, deserve because we are sinners. That's why we need a Savior, because we cannot save ourselves. And listen what Romans 5, 1 says. Uh, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access, to, access by faith into this, into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So um, we've been justified by faith. So if you place your faith in Christ, you will get this type of a, uh, patience. Because I know a lot, a lot of people that they are not Christians. They have a really good patience. But it's a patience that don't act upon it. It's a patience that is founded in worldly things. Our, our, our patient is not found, founded in worldly things. Our, our patient is founded in our faith in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. So the only way we will get this type of patience is going to be through faith in Jesus. So, um, the other um, question is, why we need that patience? Um, the end of, the, of, of uh, verse uh, 8 says, For the coming of the Lord 
is at hand. So if one thing is certain in, in this is that our Lord will return. We don't know the hour or the day, but he said that he will return. We can read that on John 14, 3. That it says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will come again. These are the words in the voice of Jesus. And if he see, if he say that, he will return for sure. Uh, and and he does emphasize emphasize this again in verse twenty eight. Um, in the same chapter of John, you have heard that I have that I have told you, I am coming, and I am coming to you. And this is again in the voice, in the voice of Jesus. So, knowing that, we have not doubt that he will return. But while we wait for him, we need to have patience. Why? Because while we wait, we will have problems. Who doesn't have problems in here? I don't see any hands up. <laughs> I think we all have problems, right? So, and the good thing is God warns us about that. He said we will be troubled. We can find that in John 15, 20, 21. If they have persecuted me, they will persecute you. So we have to be prepared. So... That's why we have to be prepared, uh, placing our, our, our faith in Jesus. Um, we can see how Job uh, endured through all his difficulty without, without um, um, I, I forgot the word, uh, without asking God why. He actually, he accepted what he was going through, and he said, if God, God is the one who gives, and God is the one who takes away. He knew that whatever he had, it was because of the grace of God. So that's what we have to know. And also we can see the patience of uh, Abraham, uh, Abraham and Anna, or no, Sarah. <laughs> I forgot the name already. <laughs> As you can see how nervous I am. <laughs> and... Um, when they have the promise of Isaac, she let him have another kid with one of uh, um, his helper, her helpers. So, and then everything didn't work out at all. And sometimes, as 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 people, we try to help God. We try to to go, trying to do the things that we want on our way. But God doesn't give us what we want. God gives us what we need. And uh, he, will, uh, he will make us grow through, to, uh, through tribulation. So if you're not a Christian uh, and you're here, let me tell you that you don't want to wait for Jesus to return. Um, because this time he will not come as a baby and full of grace. Uh, this time he will come back in all his glory to judge this world. Uh, you can read that in Luke 21, verse 25 to 28. 
uh, it says, I will quote some of the word, some of the words in there. He says, then, then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. So he's going to judge this world but, uh, when he returns. And you don't want to be there without placing your faith in Christ. He already died on the cross, so that way you can live. And you can have uh, eternal life. That's the fruit of the, of the crop from the farmer. That if we place our, our, our faith in Christ and we are patient, we will receive eternal life. So, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, for instructing us and reproving us. Help us, Father, to be patient to be doers of your word, acknowledges hears, so that in all these you may be glorified. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.